Welcome to this week's episode of Do You Still Like Me, a podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. My name is Jace. And my name is Ree. Have you been, Ree? It's been a little while. It has been a little while. Uh, we're not really great at keeping a schedule here at Do You Still Like Me, are we? <laughs> we try. We try. We do try. We do try. But, you know, you're a mum of two and uh, I work a nine to five. And also I'm tired all the time and there's always shit happening. <laughs> it's only going to get harder from here. It's only going to get so, harder from here. Yes, yes. Because busy, busy. Very busy. Mm-hmm. I In a couple of weeks, I start uni. You start uni, which um, honestly, I think I might be more excited about it than you are. Or at least I am as excited <laughs> about it as you are. Um, when you sent me the message, uh, I literally screamed and I nearly dropped my phone. Oh. <laughs> Also, now it's my fault if you have to get a new phone. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and your education. Pay for my phone. <laughs> have you told anyone else yet? No. Oh, this my is... God. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my Exclusive. God. We're announcing it on the pod. Jace is going to uni. <laughs> also, I was the only person to know. Yes, I'm special. <laughs> this feeds my ego. I love that. I love when my ego is fed. It's because it's a hungry boy. <laughs> I never thought that I would actually be going to uni, ever. I know, I know. It's extremely exciting, um, you know, especially considering you, you've mentioned in the past that uh, you pretty much tanked your, your HSC. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't do TAFE courses yeah. or uh, mm. apprenticeships when I was 18, mm-hmm. there's no way I would have gotten into uni at all I the only reason that I have enough points had enough to even be considered Mm. is because I did a childcare traineeship that got me a certificate three and that bumped up my you did yeah (sighs) so it was a pain in the ass because I did not keep any of the transcripts from 2009 yeah and they were asking you for all of these these things um, yeah. And you were texting me and you were very frustrated. about. I, I like that I've been privy to this whole process. Um, it's been a long and arduous process, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are people that listen to this podcast mm. who weren't even born when I did my certificate three. <laughs> wow. Wait, really? How- Jeez, how long ago was that? Uh, what's 2009? Shit. Uh, oh, oh, maths. Uh, fuck, maths. Um, 13 years? 14? 13, 13 years? 13 years. 13 years. <laughs> well, 13 years. I'd say there's... Look, I didn't even graduate high school. That's why I suck at maths. I graduated high school mm. and I suck at maths. Yeah. So... That's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> Don't use that's that as an fair. excuse. <laughs> Look, I, li- I like using my not uh, graduating from high school as an excuse for everything. Uh, it's gotten me very far in life. Um, honestly, like considering the fact that I have like a pretty decent career, um, mm. without, I, I've ne- I haven't graduated high school. Uh, like I dropped out when I was 16. We've talked about that extensively. You guys should already know this by now. If you don't, you're fake fans. If not, keep up. Jeez. Come on. Like, come on guys. <laughs> Look, I know there's like 58 episodes to get through, but th- you could do that in a couple of days. Listen to it on 1.8 speed, like how me and Ree listen to everything, and you'll catch up really quickly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, so I dropped out when I was 16. I, um, I've 
been enrolled in several TAFE courses and dropped out. I used to, um, I used to enroll in TAFE courses to get on Centrelink and then I would just not go. <laughs> you are the people that, that, uh, boomers go off about. I know, I know. And when I did go, I was giving people hand jobs in the parking lot. So, you know, that's my education. <laughs> this is, yes, I... <laughs> I have one TAFE course that I didn't finish and Mm. that is a very recent one Mm. that I was doing through my job seeker last year or the year before. Mm. I didn't finish it because halfway through they changed how you did the assignments and the assessments and they made it all, instead of filling out the form Mm. and emailing that to the assessor, you had to do it all on the Serena Russo app. And that was glitching and I was getting the right answer and you can only redo the assessments three times. And I was getting the right answer and I emailed and they were like, just try again. And I did it again. I'm like, this is my last go. I fail it if I get it wrong. Yeah. And then they were like, I'll just leave it with us. So I left it with them. And nothing happened. They never got back to me. Thanks, Serena Russo. Yeah, I'm not fucking. She's a piece of shit. Doing shit. She's a piece of shit. Oh, she really is. Job um like job oh god what what like job job providers job providers uh, like job yeah. seeker like the what, job agencies like employment agencies mm-hmm. yeah um the the basically you know the ones that they make you go on when you're um when you're on job seeker or yep. you know whatever they are bullshit they are so it's such a fucking rot um, I don't really, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't really know what the system would is like in other countries, but here in Australia, that whole like job agency system is absolutely fucked. Um, I remember after after I had dropped out of school and I I got on Centrelink. Um, the reason that I would keep signing up for TAFE courses and dropping out is because the job seeker agencies wouldn't let me get a job because um, because I wasn't eighteen yet, uh, and I was oh. like, and yeah. Yeah, which was, like, re- like I kind of get it, but also, like, I was literally... I remember sitting uh, in this lady's office, sobbing my eyes out, because I was like, I want to work. I want to have a job. I don't want to go mm. back to a learning institution. There's a fucking reason I dropped out. It is you very have, bad for my I'm mental health. I'm diagnosed ADHD. Yeah, like, I'm severe. How are you supposed to... That's mm, exactly yeah. like it, it was fucked. And like, and like they, they don't, they don't really, they don't really listen to Mm-mm. anything, you know, like you tell them about like your interests and like what kind of career you want. And they just like, cool. Now apply for 50 jobs. It doesn't matter what they are. Just apply for them. And you have to sit here and do it in front of me. Mm. Uh, just like, fuck. Well, yeah. I was on, well, I still am technically now before I, uh, until I transition over to Mm. OzStudy, but I was on with a, I was with a disability job seeker because of my uh, health and physical issues. Because of your disabilities. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) But I have to only look, see, I say only, Mm. but... I only had to look for eight jobs a month, like Mm. apply for eight jobs a month. Yeah. However, my restrictions were that they couldn't be jobs where I had to sit for extended periods of time or stand for extended periods of time because of my back. Right. Yeah. And so I had to apply for jobs that were work from home, Mm. which Mm -hmm. you'd think would be easy in the pandemic. However, they want you in one day 
and then yeah. you can go home for other days. Yeah, and exactly. I can't I couldn't do that. No, it needed to be full time from home to to work around, you know, your disabilities and the fact that you're a mother. And like Exactly. Yeah. I have to take the kids to and from school. Yeah. And then Michael works and Michael does uni and it was just a pain in the ass. Mm. And when I would apply for other jobs, knowing that I couldn't do them mm. because I had to apply for a certain number of jobs, mm-hmm. they would get up me for applying for jobs that I couldn't do. They were like, oh, yeah, you're going to have your payments taken away if you keep applying for jobs that we know you can't do. And then I was like, where are the jobs I can do? Yeah, exactly. Find me jobs I can do. Exactly. What are you doing for me? I'm there they looking don't for actually, jobs. They don't actually help you. They just fucking police nope. you. Like the whole mm-hmm. the whole point of these these agencies is supposed to be helping you find employment and all yep. they do is just fucking bully you and threaten you. And like, yeah, like I, I had the same kind of thing. Like I had to apply for, you know, a certain amount of jobs. I wasn't on uh, any form of like disability. I was just on job seeker. So I think my, um, my job applying, requ- I can't fucking talk today. My like, um, <laughs> requirements were like higher, like instead of, you know, Mm-hmm. They would have been like 20 or something. Yeah, it was. I think it was something like 10 jobs a week or some shit like that. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely it bullshit. Ridiculous. And again, I Hello. because yeah. um, because I had to, you know, apply for this many jobs per week and I couldn't just apply for the same jobs over and over and be like, look, I did it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was applying for anything and everything. I was applying for shit that I knew I couldn't do. Um, I got a couple of interviews for like shit that I couldn't do, didn't want to do. Luckily, they did not attempt to hire me because if they had yeah. offered me the job, I would have, they would have made me take it. Like I would have yeah. been required to take it because if I had turned down a job offer, then, you then know, they can I would have got payments my payments away. cut. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very lucky in that um, uh, I would walk into these job interviews and they would clearly be like, you, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> well, I, in order to get into uni, had to track down those trans- transcripts that I mentioned before. Mm. And it was so hard to do. Yeah. I spoke to my job provider and she was supposed to be helping me out with that. And yeah. one, my interviews were every fortnight with this woman. And I gave her all the information that I had. And she was supposed to help me contact them and get my things yeah yeah and so I gave her all that information then two weeks later we had our next meeting and she's like Mm. what have you done have you searched for jobs blah 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 and I'm like I'm trying I'm doing this I'm doing that and then at the end she was like any more questions I said yeah how are you going with that um with the information that I need for my from TAFE and she goes oh look to be honest with you I haven't even tried at this point Excuse me? Uh, imagine mutual if, obligations. Yeah, mutual. Imagine if you had walked into that meeting and uh, she was like, so so, how's applying for jobs going? Oh, look, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, really, I haven't even tried. I haven't really been bothered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she was like, oh, I'll email them about it. And so I was like, okay, great. <laughs> I've done that. That's that's why I came to you because I've tried everything I could think Fucking of to do. Useless. Absolutely useless. I never heard back from her. So then a month or so later, I'm there scrambling, trying yeah. to get this information, being told by QTAC, which is the um, place that you apply for and then that sends out your applications to all these, yeah. all the unis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They told me that my certificate of proficiency was acceptable. So I was like, okay, good. So I uploaded that and then it came back 
saying it's not acceptable. So I called oh, again and mm. then the lady was like, I don't know why. Yeah, it should be acceptable. I spoke to my supervisors. They said they would accept it. So I was like, okay. She's like, I'll call you back. I said, yep, cool. Two days later, she hadn't called me back. So I called them back, spoke to a different person who was like, nah, can't do it. We need your... Um, like your transcripts and stuff. Yeah, we need the transcripts. Yeah. We need the results of every unit that you studied. We need this, we need that. And I was like... <sighs> Well, that would have been nice to know two weeks ago when I was told that what I had was sufficient. Right. So I ended up calling TAFE New South Wales. Mm-hmm. They looked everywhere for me. I wasn't yeah. there. So I wasn't even in the TAFE New South Wales database. So I How? thought, okay, maybe. That's fucked. So I thought maybe it's through TAFE Queensland for some reason. So yeah. I called them. Mm-hmm. They looked through their database. They only found the one Serena Russo one that I did that I didn't uh... complete <laughs> Right. So I was like, Wonderful. Okay, well, I didn't do cool. it through here. That's useful. <laughs> so then I called the student, oh, what is it? The tertiary, um, the, the department of tertiary education or whatever. Yeah, in yeah, South yeah, Wales. yeah, yeah. So I called yeah. them and they were like, give me all your information. So I gave them information. I had to give them my old phone number, my old address from 2009. Oh, wow. And they said, they looked me up and they found me. And they said, mm. yep, we can see this is who you studied with. So it was a, it was a private accreditor that I studied with. So it ah, wasn't TAFE. It wasn't like public TAFE, yeah. So then I got that information and she was cool. like, I'll patch you through to their phone number. So she, she patched mm. me through and it rang once. And then I got a robot voice that said, hi, leave a message after the tone. Beep. That was it. Wonderful. Not Wonderful. saying the name of the place, not giving me any other information. Literally just, hello, leave a message. Beep. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so hell. I was like, hey, this is really important. I need this by this date. Otherwise, I will miss out on this next offer of uni rounds. Um, please, mm. can I get someone, have someone contact me? Yeah. Three days went past. No one contacted me. I was like, great. Shit. So <sighs> this place from 13 years ago might not even exist anymore. I was freaking out. I was like, what am I going to yeah. do? What am I going to do? I can't prove that I studied this and got this certificate. Mm. So I emailed them and I was like, please, I'm desperate. If there's any way, yeah. can someone please yeah. just let me know if I'm, if you Whose have my dick information. dick do I need to suck to get this <laughs> yeah. thing? Like, fuck. I was like, I really need it. And then yeah. someone got back to me that afternoon mm. Mm. and they were like, yep, you're signed up under here. We can see that you did your studies with us. If you fill mm-hmm. this form out, give us $50. We will email you the PDF. And I was like, okay. So I immediately took $50 out of my savings, yep. sent it to them. And yep. I got that back within 45 minutes. Oh, thank fuck. Jesus. So I did. Yeah. All the work. All yeah. of the work. And this lady yeah. was like, oh, I emailed them and they said they don't know who you are. That's it. That's what, you know what? I had a phone meeting with her today. And I said, I've gone into uni. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to be needing your services anymore. I'm just waiting for it to switch over to Ozstudy. And she yeah. was like, oh, wow, congratulations. You got that. Yeah, when I emailed, they told me they didn't know who you were. <laughs> that would have been incredible to know mm. when you knew. She didn't tell yeah. me. She, she wasn't tell going anything. to tell me. No. Because they no. don't get money. Because she I wanted them. to keep you in the program. Yeah. <laughs> So I am so excited to see the back of them. And she goes, can I have another meeting with you next week? Just because, uh, you know, can you email me your acceptance letter so that I know that you're actually doing uni? And then um, can I have a meeting with you next week so we know 
so I until like so I can work out what my role is. She she was like, so I can work out what our role is in supporting you with this because I'm pretty sure we can support you with your education. I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck off, no, absolutely get fucked. Outwardly, I said okay, but inwardly, yeah. I was like, you don't have a role. Yeah. Once I am on Oz study, you don't need them anymore. That's it. You I never, do not. Need sounds you. like you didn't fucking need them in the first place because they no. didn't do anything for you. Absolutely nothing. Mm. Nothing. Mm. And point of the story is, mm. I did all the work. You did all the work. And I should be congratulated. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Thank Yay! you. Jace did it. I'm so proud of you. <sighs> like I said, I screamed and I nearly dropped my phone when you texted me. I was so excited for you. Like, this is amazing. I can't believe that I'm going to uni. I'm You're going to uni, babes. <laughs> doing a Bachelor of Arts, majoring of in you creative are. writing and English. <laughs> of course you are. Fucking liberal, lefty. No. <laughs> Minoring in theatre. Oh my. Wait, actually? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You guys are hearing me find out about this shit in real time. Like. Yeah, because I didn't tell Ree what units I was no. studying. I, they knew that I was I doing knew, Bachelor knew, of Arts, but they I didn't they know the minors and majors. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if you need help with anything, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it was either theatre or journalism for the minor, and I, I'm. It would have been interesting to mm. learn from a journalistic point of view. However, theatre's fun, theater's and I don't fun. really want to. If like, I'm already you're, doing, you're doing it for the writing. So, like, you know, you're doing enough writing in the in the writing part. You may as yeah. well do something fun. To, to flesh exactly. it out because that way you know you're not going to get as stressed I think well, fingers crossed yeah if I did yeah journalis- journalism mm. and and creative writing where I have to do like one major piece I think we have to write like a novel throughout the three years it's a three-year course which is scary because I've never finished one but I've got like eight on the go but yeah. I'm because <laughs> I think we've spoken before about how we get 80% through something mm-hmm. and then there's the stress of yeah knowing that it's going to be finished and then you're like I mean look for me it's not even 80% for me it's the planning stage (laughs) (laughs) yes I've I've been planning some writing I'm not gonna say what it is because it's absolutely fucking lame but I've been planning some writing and I've been talking to Jace about it and Jace is like oh let me know if you need like a like a an editor and I'm like cool cool I have not done any of the writing I have made (laughs) notes I can send you my notes but (laughs) We're going to have to keep each other accountable through all this shit, aren't we? Oh, no, yeah. No, this is good. We, we mm. should do it. Oh, my God. Accountability. You, <laughs> you get on me about my assignments yeah. and I'll get on you about your writing and we'll <laughs> make each other do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, writing, the writing I'm doing will be very respectable. <laughs> it will be published. Ree's writing a uh, smutty romance novel, uh, Mills and Boone. <laughs> have have contracted them to I feel <laughs> to write like I feel like that's less months. I feel like that's less embarrassing than what I'm actually doing <laughs> to be honest. No it's not. I'm trust look, me as someone whose second cousin is a romance yeah, author. Yeah. It's that's more embarrassing than your writing, trust me. I think we should do live readings of those romance novels on here at oh some my point. God. I think that would be fun. We will not be we will not be doing live readings of my writing. <laughs> That's not how I grab my cousin's book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different cousin. Different cousin. Just, yeah, to, not- just to make that clear <laughs> to everyone. Different cousin. Different different cousin. 
if re cousin fucker Mansell had fucked a romance novelist, no one would hear the end of it. <laughs> if you had had sex with my second cousin romance novelist, mm. you would be in that novel. In one of those written, novels. I would have been sure. written into a novel. I should be written into a novel. Why is no one writing a novel about me? I'll I'm write very you into a novel. Thank you. Thank you. As you should. Please do. I will. Thank you. I am a delightful... I've got a perfect role for a manic bitch and... Yay! <laughs> I'm a delightful character. <laughs> I totally won't be the one that everyone's like reading the book being like, I fucking hate this character. I hope they die. I hope they die at the end of the book. <laughs> I could write you as completely accurate to who you are and people would read that and the reviews would be like, this character was so unrealistic. Another manic pixie dream girl character. <laughs> No one's actually like that. They They have coloured hair and pronouns. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, yeah. I mean, I think we have spoken about this before um, because, you know, I'm still, I'm still rocking with the BPD diagnosis, um, even though uh, you've moved away from that, which is very funny considering that was what we started on. It's like, yeah, we both have BPD. And now we're just like, hmm, hmm. I'm, I'm There's other shit going the on there. <laughs> I'm in the process of like yeah. moving away from it. I haven't completely yeah. abandoned it at this point, but well, yes. I feel I feel like you know I feel like you know we were both diagnosed with it for a reason. Even mm-hmm. if um, you end up getting another diagnosis, you're still allowed to like identify with the fact that you know you were diagnosed with that at some point in your life. You're allowed to identify with the fact that you have symptoms that fit that diagnosis, and yeah. like you're just allowed to you know, identify with the the traits about yourself that fit that criteria. All illnesses and conditions are made up. That's Mm -hmm. the crux of it is that all illnesses are just symptoms smushed together. So literally, literally like my BPD is going to look different to other people's BPD. You can take, you can take two people with BPD and Mm -hmm. they can be completely different people. Uh, And you can take me with BPD and I can be basically a fictional character. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> I, I do very much feel like I am sometimes. I, um, yeah, I have a really bad habit of, um, watching TV shows and, like, seeing a character and being like, they're just like me. Um, yeah. I think, th- I think probably the one that I've identified with the most in my whole life, and this is terrifying, is, uh, Fleabag. <laughs> but I watch that show and I'm like, she's literally me, which is very upsetting. I watch shows and I'm like, that could be me. And then mm-hmm. I base my entire personality around them. <laughs> so it's not I mean, like I see same. them and go, I see myself in that. Yeah. Well, I go, like, I'll have that. Yeah. Well, I, I see myself <laughs> in characters and then I find myself unconsciously trying to be more like that character. At sometimes mm-hmm. very consciously trying to be more like that character. Yeah. As shown by the fact that I immediately ordered a Hellfire Club shirt uh, after watching <laughs> season four of Stranger Things. I... Just immediately, immediately. I was like, I am Eddie Munson. <laughs> like, <laughs> I also want to fuck Eddie Munson, but I am Eddie Munson. I mean, to be also to be fair, with most of the fictional characters I identify with, I also want to fuck most of them. <laughs> yes, because you also want to fuck yourself. Let's. I, I should probably unpack that in therapy, shouldn't I? <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I've 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 said it many times. This podcast is basically just us having a, a Zoom therapy session, and we record it for the masses. And they get to listen to us trauma dumping and being weird little bitches. I want to give a quick, while we're talking about that. Oh, yes. Um, I would like mm-hmm. 
to give a quick little shout out and a thank you to on Instagram, unforgiving underscore fibro underscore BPD. Um, they always leave lovely messages, like lovely comments on our Instagram posts Aww. about um, how relatable they find us. And yeah, it's just really nice. And thank I just wanted to friend. give them a quick that. little um, quick little thank you That's really while lovely. we're talking about the subject. Yeah, no, of course. I do, yeah. Like, I do really enjoy when people reach out and they're like, oh my God this is relatable or, oh my God, like listening to this, like help me through some shit. I think, yeah, I think probably the most messages I've ever gotten were after the, my, um, MCR info dumping episode. (laughs) I got, I got a lot of messages about that, um, from a, a lot of people and thank you all if you're listening. Um, and like, that is so lovely to hear that like you guys, uh, enjoy listening to us trauma dumping and being weird little bitches on the internet we're just a couple of weird little guys and we're just we're just dumb bitches with internet that's us shout out (laughs) shout out to that band they are very Uh, good they are very good band (laughs) if you like uh yeah i if you like music that is bad uh lyrically like But it's bad. Okay, actually, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do, Jace? I'm going to pull up the lyrics to... um, Miss My Dick? Yep. I was going to say, I'm going to pull up the lyrics to my favourite song. uh, Yeah, okay. We uh, can't play it because we'll get in trouble. But Ree's going to do a dramatic uh, song poetry (laughs) reading of Miss My Dick. Okay, okay, here we go. Dragon shirt. Camping vest, marrow boots, they're the best. Lauren Hill swagging, playing suckers like a game of chess. Pants sagging, cargo pocket packing heat, no Smith and Wes. Mess with the Bali song, let's take a trip and ride along. Bags packed, I got the bong. Chiefin' on some Tommy Chon. Oh my god, now what is wrong? I think I chopped my fucking dong. Yeah, it's true if you ain't noticed. Six foot one, two balls with no dick. What the fuck? I don't deserve this. Chopped my dick. Not on purpose. And Sean is out here nature twerking. Donnie's drunk. And Sarah's mad. Becky's pissed at mom and dad. Trying to throw a party after breaking up with fucking Chad. Now I'm here with no dick. I pray to God. And And still still no no dick. dick. Stomach sick. I'm feeling nauseous. Suicide. I might see you with dolphins. I I can't keep swimming. I gotta give up any chance with a woman. They say, why you laugh? This isn't a joke. If mother's like this shit, I'm missing my pole. Highly unlikely I'll ever recover. So do me a favor. Don't ask me, just don't. I ain't got a dick, but it don't mean shit. I can still smoke weed. I can still get lit. If you're staring at my crotch, might as well take a pic. All the ladies come and flock cause they miss my dick. (laughs) Yes, beautiful. Oh. Absolute poetry. Fantastic. Absolute poetry. I unironically love that stupid fucking song. <laughs> All their songs are excellent. All of their songs, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're a little rat bag that. like us. Yes, we Keep are, in mind that yeah. we're... Well, keep in mind what bands we like. Keep in mind that I love Bloodhound Gang. Keep in mind that you I, also have bands that I, you... I don't know if I... Oh, t- Tiny Meat Gang. Is probably the one that jumped to mind immediately. Do you know Tiny Meat Gang? No. Okay, so it's a rap duo uh-huh. of Noel Miller and Cody Co. Uh, two ex. Uh, they they were big viners 
back in the day and now uh-huh. they do YouTube. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty similar to that. And like very early in the, I saw a TikTok about this actually very early in the pandemic. I became obsessed with them. I was listening to them every day and I saw a TikTok being like, so, you know, uh, first lockdown, did everyone else get obsessed with Tiny Meat Gang? And there was like a million views on this TikTok Mm. and like thousands of comments. I'm like, shit, fuck. Oh dear. But yeah, um, Tiny Meat Gang, uh, they're bad. Check them out. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first one that jumped to mind. I also, I like, I like a lot of, like, you know, I'm very much like, Everyone knows the kind of stuff that I like that you, you'd be able to guess fairly easily. I love my emo. I love my metal. Um, you know, I love my, like, my punk and shit. Uh, but then, you know, occasionally it's like, yeah, I, I spend hours listening to Tiny Meat Gang and Lemon Demon. And Tyler, the creator, for some reason, he's like the number two played yeah. artist on my Spotify of all time. It's fucking Tyler, the creator. I don't know how that happened, but yeah. <laughs> seeing as I don't have Spotify and you do and you use Spotify mm. I'm going to task you yeah. with making a do you still like me playlist on Spotify so if I want to put the call out now I've actually been thinking about that for a while that's a good idea I think we should do that Yeah. anyone who has fresh in their mind any songs that we have spoken about because mm-hmm. you know us our brains are wet ham wet we've been through this wet and meaty Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe what i'll do over the weekend is i'll do what everyone else should be doing and listening to all 58 episodes on 1.8 speed <laughs> just everything i mean look that look half the playlist is just going to be my chemical romance's entire discography um, I think people let's, need to let's <laughs> don't worry. Let's I'll, limit it to a couple of I'll songs put in, from I'll each put in, artist. I'll put in a couple. I'll only put in a couple. <laughs> but yeah, Miss My Dick is going to be the first song on that yep. playlist. I, I'm going to give. I'm going to send you a list of my favorite dumb bitches of the internet songs that you could perfect pick to put which one perfect, other one perfect. other than Miss My Dick. Yeah. So like two dumb bitches. We'll mm-hmm. have a couple of artists from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we've spoken about. So that if you really want to look inside our brains. <laughs> I think that would be fun, actually. Like, I like that. I like when, um, I like when, and I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not calling us, uh, big influences by any means, <laughs> but I like it when, uh, like, you know, um, actors or like musicians or whatever will like tweet out like, oh, this is, this is like, this is my playlist. This is my vibes. And like, you get a little peek into, mm-hmm. into their mind. Ours is going to be all over the place. Chaotic. Very chaotic. Do not put this on at parties, guys. <laughs> You'll be going from like metal yeah. to rap yeah. to pop punk yeah. to eighties to country to like everything. To the you song to the song She's So Nice by Pink Guy. That's another one that I was obsessed with very early pandemic that I just thought of that uh, has similar vibes to Dumb Bitches for the Internet. <laughs> so if anyone uh, can remember any songs that we've mentioned Please that maybe we have not let us know uh, that we won't remember. Let Tweet us know. Us, DM we'll us. Chuck it on the list. Email us. Uh, you can even send it through the anonymous form if you'd like. Uh, yep. If you would like to keep yourself anonymous. The anonymous form that we don't check often enough, which we should probably we should, should. probably check that more. <laughs> I yeah. Sorry, if you're waiting on a response, it's literally because we haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, again, we are dumb bitches. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I. 
yeah, I look, I have a habit of not, uh, I feel really bad sometimes because uh, I have a really bad habit of just not checking my DMs on things for days mm. and days. And I don't want people to think I'm ignoring them. I just have anxiety and I don't like opening messages. Even if you like, even if you are a very good friend of mine and I love you and you're not saying anything weird or anxiety inducing, there is a good chance I will not open your message for at least 24 hours after you have sent it. And I apologize for that. You know what I do specifically for you that Mm. I don't do for everyone? Mm -hmm. This is something that I only do for you Mm. is if I send a message, I make sure that the last message that I send Mm -hmm. isn't foreboding. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, so if I send a video of someone that we both love and they look really good and then the accompanying message is, oh, fuck off. I will never have that as the last message because I know you will like, see ah, a message from me. Ah, yeah, you'll see a message what? from me saying fuck off. And you'll be like, oh, fuck off. what, what have, have I done? done? So, Where is so I'll be like, not you. Whereas I just send you a million TikToks a day with no context. <laughs> it's because you know that I, I don't have that issue really. Yeah. Like sometimes I will ignore messages just yeah. because I do. But I know mm. that the way that you... yeah react with yes um <laughs> perceived like mm. if you feel mm-hmm. like someone's upset with you or something like that it's it's like it's a re- it's a rejection thing and i think that ties yeah i think that ties RSD. into my yeah i think that ties heavily into my adhd and my bpd so it's like ah! <laughs> yeah so i always make sure that the yeah. last message that i send you in a string is don't worry yeah. Like, or yeah. something that's Yes, which I really, show that I really, not... really appreciate that. It's, it's very, it's good. And I'm very, I'm very thankful for that. And I appreciate you, Jace. <laughs> oh, this is so nice. But yeah, I, I do really like the idea of making um, a podcast playlist. I think that's cute. Uh, so uh, once, once, we'll, once we started working on that, uh, I'll let everyone know. We'll tweet it from the official account. And I'll probably also tweet it from my account. Because uh, it'll be on my Spotify. And now yes. I have to go through my Spotify and private all of my embarrassing playlists. <laughs> <laughs> like, songs to jerk off to. <laughs> songs to jerk off to. Wait, actually, I'm going to go through my playlists. Let's see. Oh, yeah, um, let's see what you've got. Okay. Uh, fuck. How do I get to my own? Just my own playlists. Just my own. Fuck. Ah, I hate this. Um, anyway. Okay, Uh, I do, my favorite playlist that I have, um, and I think I may have talked about this before, is my sad playlist. Uh, I've tweeted it several times Mm -hmm. at this point, I think. It's uh, it's called 3am Shiraz. It's for when I am sad and I'm drinking wine on the bathroom floor at 3am. It (laughs) is uh, six hours long. My sad playlist is six hours long for when you need to be sad for six hours. You know, when when they tell you to... Mm. Sing happy birthday three times while you wash your hands or something. And mm-hmm. that's how, how long you have to wash your hands for. Mm-hmm. It's your playlist is six hours long. So that's how long you have to lie on the floor with, yeah. your, <laughs> with yeah. your wine for. Yep. <laughs> okay. I have songs that would save me from Vecna. Uh, that is the mm-hmm. most recent one. Um, yep. Which is very, very fun. Um, it's not. It's not fun at all. There's just a lot of emo and Metallica shit on there. Uh, manic episode, but in a good way. <laughs> Which is full of like um, Doja Cat, Aisha Erotica, uh, and Slater and Charlie XCX, that kind of shit. Yep. Um, I have uh, I have a song that is just called I have a playlist that's just called Red, and it's literally just Waterparks' entire discography in one playlist. Beautiful. <laughs> 
Uh, I have brain scratches, which is my like really kind. It's all my like um glitchy hyper pop shit. Like all my really like fucking mm-hmm. just. The, the, the title's enough. Like, I, I don't know if I've spoken about this before, um, but yeah, especially like early pandemic um, was when I got really into like my hyperpop era. And that shit is really great for ADHD brains if you can mm-hmm. if you can stand that kind of music because it does. It like hits all the spots in your brain and I will blast that shit and that helps me concentrate. Um, but yeah, I- a, a toxic trait of mine is that I make playlists and then I delete them. Like, all the time. <laughs> all the fucking time. I've made playlists for people, for my friends, and be like, hey, here's some songs I think you'd enjoy. And then two weeks later, I just delete it. I'm just, I'm awful. You're not yeah. allowed to delete our podcast one. I will not delete the podcast playlist. That one has I will to not. stay. That one has to stay. Um, but the only the only playlist that I have public right now is my 3am Shiraz sad six hours playlist. Um, go listen to that if you want to be sad. A good chunk of it is Mitski, which will surprise no one. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, there's a very high likelihood that you enjoy being sad. Or at the very Yay! least, are sad and have to live with it. Or at the very least, want to see what me being sad for six hours looks like. Because, you know, at this point, you've you've listened to me being sad for fucking like 70 hours oh or some God, shit. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> We, I think we do need to tally up how many hours we have released into the world at some point. I wonder if insane. I'll look it up later. I won't do it now, but mm, I yeah. wonder if the hosting site that we use adds it up. That would be interesting. I want to see stats do. and shit. So I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. send you some stats. Mm-hmm. And also send us your playlists, guys, because like, yeah, I, I always want to get onto new stuff. I always want to get onto new stuff. Um, I mean, I do have a bad habit of listening to like the same three or four songs on rotation for several weeks, but then, then I'm like, Oh, I'll I'll get some new stuff now. And then I go back to listening to the same three or four songs on rotation for weeks, which right, right now it's just basically all of Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets. (laughs) Rhea and I, the other week sent each other a song Mm. to listen to each and we were like, yeah, I'll listen to yours if you listen to mine. So Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. What song did I send you? I can't remember what I sent you. Uh, One of the My Chemical Romance songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we were talking about songs that would save us from Vecna. Yeah. I said we wouldn't talk about Stranger Things this week because we've already done it like five times. I know. This is turning into into a Stranger Things podcast. And like. (laughs) I think if we were a Stranger Things podcast, we would be a very bad one because we would not stick to the topic of Stranger Things. So we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. We would try and like critically analyze things and like talk about every episode. And then I would just be like, Steve Harrington is very hot. Eddie Munson is very hot. Jim Hopper is very hot. Uh, fuck Vecna. Eddie Munson is very hot. Like that's just it's just that on a loop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like that on a loop for an hour. That's my Stranger Things podcast. Uh, that's the first episode. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first episode. Yeah. I think yeah, it's, it's just, just the third episode saying... right now. I think we can add the other ones to the list. <laughs> yeah. I have thought about the idea of us doing another podcast together that has a bit more of a refined topic, but, like, that would mean that you would be doing three podcasts, and I don't think you could handle that. I cannot edit any more podcasts. I The Big no. Brother episodes take 
This one doesn't take long to edit because we're, mm-hmm. it's pretty much just an easy flow of conversation. Yeah. And I only have to yeah. take out when we start new meetings or if there's an interruption or if there's a car. Or when I fart. Or when you fart. Which is often. Or when I take a drink. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a gross little boy. <laughs> or when I take a particularly loud pull of my vape. Yes. <laughs> I, I have to edit that out as well. Um, the Big Brother podcast to the diary room takes four mm ever because marianne and i record two a night we record oh, wow we do the daily shows the nominations and the evictions mm-hmm. in one episode mm-hmm. and it takes ages and yeah. then we do the uncut and then there's a special saturday show that we do in another episode oh my god wow so we record we record two episodes a night yeah and we have to watch all those episodes during the week yeah and that podcast requires research <laughs> oh my god it takes forever <laughs> And because it's not just a constant flow of talking yeah. like it is with us, yeah. it's stopping and starting, it's checking our notes, it's moving on from this to that. It's very yeah. – um, it's still got that conversational aspect, but mm. it's it needs to be more structured yeah. because it has to follow the structure of the show. So exactly. I have to, when I edit, do that. It takes me literally mm-hmm. probably 14 hours. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. And this one takes – between three and four. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot of editing. I yeah. really could not edit another podcast no, unless we God, just no. did a podcast where it was live and whatever happens, happens and it goes out <laughs> and that's it. It's out of our hands. <laughs> I mean, I do definitely want to do that at some point or like do like a video one. I think that would be fun, but that would definitely not be a all the time thing. That would be like a, we're doing a no. special guys. You get to see me fart and pull on my vape. <laughs> now there's a draw card. Roll up, roll up. Come and see re-fart and vape. <laughs> no, no. If I was going to release that into the world, it would be on an OnlyFans. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for people that do have um, podcasts that uh, have uh, topics and structure. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not that I don't, not that I don't love conversational podcasts like ours. Um, because I think it's a, it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe, but yeah, like podcasts where you have to put in a lot more effort and research and shit. Um, this week I started listening to a friend of the pod, uh, Josie, uh, has started another podcast called Australian Gothic. Uh, it's very good. You should check it out, yes, especially if you're Australian, because a lot of the stuff they talk on there is it's it's like it's talking about you know like um, kind of the dark side of like Australian culture and like pop culture and stuff. It's very good. Um, I'm enjoying it very much so far. Um, I love listening to Josie talk because Josie has a lovely voice, mm-hmm. and it's also nice to hear someone that swears as much as I do. Because <laughs> yeah. Josie and I both swear a whole fucking lot. <laughs> Josie tweeted something. Mm. the other day about how they use fucking as a filler and I was like oh my god we do that yeah yeah no because just be like oh yeah the fucking uh like yeah oh yeah I just was over there with the fucking thing and yeah I do think that's an Australian thing like I don't know again I don't know much about cultures that aren't Australian because I've lived here my entire life and I've also never left the country which is something that a lot of people are very shocked by when I tell them that uh, but I grew up poor, uh, so yeah. <laughs> and and I I know ne- I've never had a passport. I've literally never had a passport. I have left the country twice, mm-hmm. and both times it was mm-hmm. on someone else's dime. 
So, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first time was when I went to VidCon, went to LA. My mm. friend, wonderful, wonderful friend Mikey, paid mm-hmm. for me to go over there as a gift. Yeah. And me and him and my friend Kelly, we stayed in a hotel room and mm-hmm. we went to VidCon and... That was my first experience of people wanting photos with me, which was very bizarre. Wild. Absolutely wild. I was like, my best friend's famous. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm stuck over here alone. (laughs) Yeah. I had to make up an autograph on the spot because I didn't have one. You can't ask Because no one's ever asked. Like, I was like, I was like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, and. And again, I'm not like, I'm not being like, oh, you were shit. But like, you weren't hmm. like huge YouTuber, no. famous level. I only had 2,000 subscribers. Yeah. Like, that's nothing. Yeah. That's why I went to VidCon as a fan, not mm. as like a creator. A, a creator that's been invited. Yeah. 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 I did. Yeah. I did go. I was with a uh, management company at that point and I did mm. go to the pre, pre-party, which which was tonight. Actually, mm. the tenth annual one is mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah, I was gonna but, say it's actually it's VidCon like right now. So yeah. this is this is a very uh you know, relevant topic, <laughs> On topic. Uh, to people to people that actually care about VidCon. We have a couple of listeners actually that also did YouTube and went to VidCon true, and things true, like that. So true. But yeah, I did go to the pre party for the creators, mm. um, mm-hmm. for people who were, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I wasn't someone like I never expected anyone to recognize me and come up to me and be like oh my god you're I'm not going to say the name because last time I accidentally said the name someone went and found all my videos (laughs) I'm going to go back and and watch all your videos (laughs) I've privated all of them now they are all gone every single one sorry um even the one I was in for like two seconds (laughs) yes all of them are gone (laughs) I still have them but they're all private maybe if we reach a certain number of listeners or mm. whatever i might r- release some clips from release them, but... the tapes <laughs> <laughs> but oh, that was yeah quite an experience so mm. i went over to america mm-hmm. and then i while i was there i had what i now know is a meltdown yeah uh, from overstimulation, but mm-hmm. I was at Disneyland and then all of a sudden I didn't want to be at Disneyland anymore. Yep. And I was just crying. I started crying. Yeah. I started panicking. Yeah. It was too loud. There was too mm-hmm. many people, mm-hmm. noises, lights, crowds, everything. And I was like, I have to go. So I told my friends I'm going. And I walked from Disneyland to the hotel. Holy shit. Uh, to, to put it in perspective, we had taken a bus there from the hotel. Wow. We took a bus from the hotel to Disneyland mm. and I walked. I, I had to get out of there. I had to get out of there. And that yeah. was the, that was, I was, yeah. <laughs> so I went there on yeah. my friend Mikey's, uh, I, I slowly started paying him back when I could, but yeah, he said it was a gift. He didn't want my money, but yeah, obviously I like when you don't have that much money, you feel bad about taking things from people no exactly exactly I think I think we have spoken about that before it's something that I get really weird about because like you know I've mentioned many times Mm -hmm. like I grew up you know not like not like poverty poor but fairly poor although yeah um yeah like I think we I think we were like just skating along the poverty line my family Mm -hmm. for, for for a good while there um, especially after my parents split up and especially when mum got sick. Um, 
yeah, it was real touch and go for a bit there. Um, but yeah, like I just never really, I never really had those opportunities. And like, yeah, I get weird when people give me money or buy me things or give me gifts. I'm just like, well, for me, no. Mm-hmm. I find that I get weird like that because growing up, gifts mm. with my mum were always thrown back in my face. Yeah. So when someone gives me something, gives me some, when someone gives me something, when someone gives, I, me, something. <laughs> when someone gives me something, when someone I, gives you something, you turn into Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> when, when someone gives me something. <laughs> when, oh, again, I wish this was a visual podcast. Yeah. When someone gives me something, mm. I feel like there's strings attached and it's going mm. to be thrown back in my face because it was, I do so much for you. Remember when I did this for you and yep. then you do this to me and it's like, fuck. So now when someone gives me something, I'm like, uh, okay, when are you going to want something in return for that? Exactly. exactly. And it doesn't matter if they say they don't want anything in return because I also was told growing up, this is a gift. This mm-hmm. is my gift to you because I love mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And then later on down the track, later on. it was always like, well, I gave this to you and I did that to you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard. Things. It's hard to like, it's hard to accept, you know, things from other people when you're brought up like that. It's really difficult. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, I don't envy you at all. Like, yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> it makes me feel a little bit bad. Like, as in, I'm not giving people the the respect I guess that they deserve or like I'm I'm expecting them to do this and maybe I maybe that's not fair to them I feel Mm -hmm. guilty about that but at the same time I know that it's not my fault that I don't trust people you yeah you like you haven't done anything wrong you know it's just the way that you were brought up um something that I found really interesting with me is one of my big love languages in in the way that I express love mm-hmm. is buying people shit. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's just like, you know, if I have just gotten paid and I, you know, I go to uh, you know, the pub, um <laughs> <laughs> the what? <laughs> take a take a shot for every time I mention going to the pub. Um like, yeah, if I get paid and I'm going to the pub that night, I'll be like, yeah, first round's on me, second round's on me third round's on me, shots for everyone, fourth round's mm-hmm. on me, and then I wake up the next skate day and I'm like, oh. I feel what? sick and I have no money. <laughs> I feel sick and I have no money, but I made my friends happy. Like, I love, when when I do have money, I love, you know, being able to, like, like go out with a friend for, for lunch and, like, pay for their lunch and shit like that. Like, I love getting things for people not not always necessarily gifts because i'm not great at giving gifts but things like you know paying for people's drinks or their their lunch or their coffee or you know like if we're if we're going to something like paying for their ticket like and you know them being like oh i'll pay you back i'm like no 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 no. i'm going to this thing with you Mm -hmm. this is me paying for the experience we're gonna have together and you're my escort and i'm paying for your company I have to buy my friends. No one actually likes me. They just like that I will buy them beers and concert tickets. <laughs> I feel like that though sometimes. I know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's hard because you get into the habit. And also, if you do it with the wrong person, then mm. they get comfortable with it and then they start to take they advantage you. of you. Yeah, they expect you to pay for shit all the time. Whether they know that they're doing it or not, it yeah. doesn't really matter 
either they're yeah. taking advantage of on purpose or they just get used yeah. to you being the one that pays for everything. Doesn't this, matter. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it still affects you. Yeah. This has made me think of, I believe I've told a story about this ex-boyfriend before. It's the one that uh, demanded that I come to Queensland with him, even though we had broke mm-hmm. up and then asked me to ask me to piss, piss on, on him. him. Yep. Piss on him in the hotel room. Oh, piss boy. Yeah. Oh, piss boy. Um, so when we were dating, I was like between jobs. I was on Centrelink, um, you know, and he was like, he had been working since he was a teenager at like a supermarket. He had his own car, but he still lived at home. So he wasn't paying rent or anything. So mm-hmm. he had a shit ton of money saved up and like regular income coming in as well. Um, and when we would like, you know, go out and do things, he'd be like, oh, I'll pay for you. And like, mm-hmm. sometimes I would have enough to like pay for myself, but he would still be like, no, no, I'll pay for you. I'll pay for you. Mm-hmm. And then I would get it thrown back in my face. Mm-hmm. I get it thrown back in my face. Um, he got like very controlling. Um, if we like went out to dinner or something, he would like side eye me for like wanting a wine or like an alcoholic drink with my dinner. Cause like he drank a bit, but not very much. And he used to um, get on my case. He'd be like, mm. I hate, I hate how much you go out drinking with your friends. Yeah. It's not the drinking that was the problem. I don't think it's necessarily the drinking, mm. but also the fact that he didn't really drink. He's like, Oh, I don't like it when you drink and it's like, Oh, you know, like I, I cannot have one if you want. I was just going to have the one glass with dinner, but like, you know, he's like, well, I don't like paying for alcohol for you. And I'm like, uh? but yeah, like mm. he would throw shit back in my face because like he would pay for, you know, stuff that we did together. And also he would drive me around because I didn't have a car. He lived out in fucking like, it was like Richmond or Windsor or something. I was mm-hmm. still living in Blacktown. Um, that's like, that's fairly fairly west like that's further west in western sydney than i lived yeah um and it took me a while to like get there on the train um you know so sometimes he would like pick me up and drive me places and he would always pick me up from the station when i would go to his house and like but he would be really weird about it. he's like i'm always mm-hmm. ferrying you around i'm like well do you want me to not come see you then because mm-hmm. like do you want me to like get because I, I would have to sit on the train for, like, a good 40 minutes or so just to get to his station. And he would come pick me up, and it's, like, a five-minute drive from the station to his house. And mm. it's like, look, I, I'm i fine with, like, getting a bus to your house from the station, but it's just going to, like, add more travel time. You know, yeah. it's going to be complicated. And especially if I was going there at night, it's like, I don't want to be waiting around this station at mm-hmm. night. Like, I don't feel safe doing that um yeah and he would just like yeah just throwing it back in my face like I do all these things for you but you're always hanging out with your friends and yeah and it's like looking looking back now and like you know he did a few other things that were quite fucked up that I'm I'm not going to talk about on the podcast because uh it's you know uh trauma that's happened to me and it could be quite triggering for some people and it's like I don't want to get into that um but like looking back now it's like oh that was that was Mm -hmm. a somewhat abusive relationship That was a somewhat abusive relationship. Uh, I mean, even just the one story that I have told about him before, the fact that Mm -hmm. after I broke up with him, he literally made me come on holiday with him, made me sleep in the same bed with him and tried to have sex with me, Mm -hmm. even though I had another boyfriend at this point. Like, just absolutely fucked up. Just like the level of control he wanted to have over me. And yeah, so like anytime he spent money on me, like 
It came with strings. Yeah. At the front of my mind, I was like, oh, this is nice. I'm spending time with my boyfriend and, you know, like, I don't, I don't need to worry about like, cause like the money that I had was like my money that I needed for like food and things and like getting to and from like, you know, wherever mm-hmm. I was going. And yeah. And I think I did get a job partway into the relationship, but it was only a part-time job. So I wasn't making very much and a good chunk of my money was like, you know, getting to and from work. This was like the first childcare center I worked at, um, you know, and it was like, you know, like, but I needed to, you know, buy appropriate work clothes. I needed to buy food to like have for lunch at work and shit like that. You know, I wasn't necessarily buying my lunch every day, but I still had to buy extra food to make lunches at the very least. Mm-hmm. So like, and I had a very limited amount of money. So like the money that I had, I really, most of the mm. time, unless I like fucking scrimped and save, most of the time that was like my money that I needed to like live and yeah, like it was just, it was absolutely fucked. It was absolutely controlling. And yeah, like I got it thrown back in my face, like so many times. And it's just a really awful situation to be in, you know, whether it's coming mm-hmm. from a partner, whether it's coming from a family member, a friend, like, yeah. And he would say, it- you're taking advantage of me and my money. And it's like, mm. you, I, look, I'm it's, not it's- trying to, <laughs> I just would like to hang out with my boyfriend. Yeah. It's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't mm, situations mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. if a na- like I'm going to go ahead and diagnose him with narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, <laughs> just because it makes it easier to lump him in with Gabby. But yeah. <laughs> a narcissist will offer you something and if you yeah. don't accept it, then you're ungrateful. Yeah. And if you yeah. do accept it, then later on they're like, you're still ungrateful because later on down yeah. the track, if you don't do what you want, they want you to do or you don't behave in the way that they want you to behave, yeah. then yeah. it's thrown back in your face. It's, and they're it's like, cl- it's classic, it's classic abuser tactics. And like, yeah. Um, yeah. And we're not, we're not saying that all people with narcissistic personality disorder do this. Um, and we're not saying that all people with narcissistic personality disorder uh, a bad people. Narcissistic this personality disorder. This is our disorder, experience. Yeah. This is this is our experience. Um, narcissistic personality disorder is in the same cluster as BPD. So any any time I like shit talk people with that personality disorder as a whole, it's like I'm like it's like I'm stabbing my brother. Um, <laughs> but are you saying are, Shane's are, a narcissist? <laughs> maybe no. Um, but these, <laughs> these, these 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 are people these are people that have these traits and are not you know yes. doing any not not putting in the work. Exactly. They are, they have these traits and then they're using them to hurt other people. It's not, we're not saying that all of them do it. Yeah. But this is our experience with particular people. These particular people that have or very likely have that particular disorder. I I could shit, I I know people with BPD that don't do anything about it and I could shit talk them because they have hurt me very badly. The thing is. Like myself, me. Um, (laughs) But also I have friends with BPD that like work really hard. I have friends, you know, and like it's not, it's not always easy to like Mm -hmm. put in the work to try and better yourself. And especially because like therapy and stuff in Australia is so fucking expensive and like hard to access. Yeah. There's a difference between like, you know, recognizing that there's something going on and even just like wanting to be better, even Mm -hmm. if you don't necessarily have the the tools to get there yet. That's fine. People a lot make fun of the saying, well, you know, the first step to to healing is admitting that you have a problem. But it's true. That is the first step. It is true. It's very true. It's very true. People. It's so true. People like Gabby 
will not admit mm. that they have a problem and then they will continue exactly. hurting. That's why I had to get out of there. That's why I have no contact yeah. with her anymore because mm-hmm. I realised that it was just going around in circles and no matter what I did, there's no way that she would ever admit that she had hurt me. Yeah. And the closest yeah. she ever came to admitting it was, I don't know what I've done to upset you, but whatever it is, can we move past it? Oh, That's I hate that one. the closest that, one. that she's come to admitting it. So, mm-hmm. you know, some people just won't better themselves and yeah, it's not – I mean, I can sit here all day and say that she's a horrible person because of how she treated me. Mm. But the fact of the matter is she's a nice person to other people. She just wasn't a nice person to me. And Mm -hmm. she she just has made the choice to not not make that effort Treat you like that. Yeah. And so I just had to step back and she's not good for me. I was going to keep – and. You know, I have a lot of issue with the fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me thing because it's never yeah. the victim's fault. But it's I never. also knew that if I kept... We are not we are not victim blaming on this podcast. No, no never, fucking way. never. <laughs> never. But never. I also know that if yeah. I kept putting myself in that situation and kept letting her back in and yeah. kept letting my walls down, then she would have kept hurting me. And then... Not that it's my fault that she kept hurting me, but there was there is something that I can do to protect myself, to protect my family from this, and that is to step away. And mm-hmm. I had to do that. And it's yeah, hard. And it's a hard decision to it make. It's so a really hard. hard decision to make to, like, try and get yourself out of that situation. Like, it's really fucking difficult. Like, I've, I've been in abusive relationships that I've stayed in for way longer mm-hmm. than I should have, but, like, I breaking that off is very difficult it's very difficult yeah they have their ways yeah. of drawing you back in exactly love bombing exactly. and all that kind yeah. of stuff yeah mm-hmm. can i tell you a mm-hmm. secret that yeah. i've never told anyone yeah oh <laughs> your God, face please. you're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> again this needs to be a video podcast i need people to see the stupid faces i make while we record these because it's so it's so fucking stupid but yes please secrets when secrets. i was a teenager maybe grade eight possibly I used to write a lot of songs yeah but not quite songs I called them songs but they were definitely poetry I just structured them like songs I think I felt a little less dickish calling it calling them songs I'm writing poetry (laughs) I was like I'm not writing fucking poetry I'm writing fucking songs mate I, I say that we have we have both written poetry yeah, <laughs> and published it on the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to write a lot of songs, and I used mm. to write a lot about abusive relationships. And when mm. my friends would read them, they would ask what the you know the topic was and stuff. And I would tell them mm. that I had an abusive boyfriend at one point, and I didn't. I was yeah. writing them about my relationship and how I felt with how I was treated by my mum. Yeah, exactly. So rather than telling people that this was my mother who's supposed to love me yeah. no matter what, I would tell yeah. I would tell them that it was a guy. Yeah. That's so sad. But it is sad, but I feel like I feel like I can kind of understand where you're coming from at the time because like you were literally a kid. Mm. Um when you say, "Oh, I used to have an abusive boyfriend." 
like your friends aren't going to freak out as much. Yeah. Whereas if you're yep. just like, my, if you just come straight out and especially like, you know, like we were teenagers, we were children. If you just come straight out and be like, I have an abusive mother, like that, that can be a bit hard to like, mm-hmm. uh, understand mm-hmm. if you don't really like as adults, as adults, it's easier to talk about it. But when you're a teenager and you don't necessarily have, um, an understanding about that, if you haven't experienced it personally, yeah. like, yeah, like, you know, fucking what's, what's a, what's another 14 year old going to tell you? Oh, move out. Like mm. you're 14. You can't move out. Like fucking. Yeah. I think I was also terrified of being taken away from my family as well. Like I knew obviously yeah. that yeah. the abuse wasn't like, don't, I don't want anyone to think that like, I was getting like punched or anything like that. It wasn't no. anything that child services would ever go to. There's no way. Exactly. But I was exactly still like scared. when there's no, yeah, there's no physical evidence. So they'll turn up and you know, if your mom mm-hmm. acts nice to them, if they don't, if they don't see any like proof of it, they're going to be like, oh, well, just a dramatic child then. Yeah. And then my mother would know that I, or think that I was telling people about it. And then that would just make exactly. everything fucking. Everything worse. Yeah. <sighs> so I would tell them, I was like, I yeah. used to date this guy who would measure out my food and not let me eat uh, certain things or certain quantities or would say that I shouldn't have new clothes because I didn't fit this smaller yeah. size. And then my friends would be like, yeah. that's fucked up. I'm so glad you're not in that situation anymore. Cause that is fucked up. And I would be like, yeah. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. And, <laughs> but yeah, I'm so out of that now. Yay. <laughs> that's how I got my feelings out. That's, that's the only way I knew. Like, I think always I've always used writing to just get shit yes. out of my brain and yeah, just out. You really have. But that's yeah. That's speaking as someone who's been your best friend for like sixteen years. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's definitely a thing you do. <laughs> we would talk on the phone for hours and hours as teenagers. We we did we did. I remember when that was a thing. If yeah. I had something important and emotional to say, I would write it down. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. It was either exactly. a text or, mm-hmm. and back then it was like text, 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 25 cents a text. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like um, because we didn't have smartphones, Mm-mm. so it would all be individual messages. Like you can't, you, you don't see a conversation thread like you do now. Again, I'm just being like, oh, we're old. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was hard. I re- actually, no, just a, just a quick funny thing that I remembered. I remember when um, I was dating someone, um, who had an iPhone and I still had my Nokia mm. and they would, they would send me strings of texts and I would be like, can you fucking not? Because those come up as individual texts on my phone. I know that because you, cause you're a fucking yeah. fancy pants and you have an iPhone. Like you can see the whole thread. I can't. Okay. Like I'm responding to your first message and then you're sending me three more. Can you chill? <laughs> we mentioned earlier that we grew up broke mm. and that extended to the yeah. phones. We had, non-smartphones long 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 I didn't get a smart I didn't get a smartphone until I was 20 I didn't get a smartphone until I was 20 and it was a secondhand one and my boyfriend at the time had to buy it for me secondhand it was like 200 bucks it was like an iPhone 4 I think the first I what the first smartphone I had actually I Mm. had an iPod touch before I ever got a smartphone Mm. so that's how I Mm -hmm. that's what I had my Instagram and everything on yeah yeah and then I got a an LG some sort of LG monstrosity and it yeah. was the worst 
Yeah. I didn't get an iPhone until I was well, well, well into my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't looked back. I don't think I could go back. And it's not because I'm a purist and I'm like, oh, my God, iPhone's so much better than Android. It's just that <laughs> I'm autistic. No, and <laughs> no, I'm exactly the same. I don't like change. Yeah. Um, I know how to use an iPhone. Mm-hmm, of, exactly. I, I have I have chargers for iPhone. I have headphones for iPhone. Exactly. It's I know how to how to do iPhone things. Exactly. <laughs> Hand me an Android, and I'm like, I'm not smart enough to use. This. I'm so. I oh my god, I get so confused. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? Also, I will admit, part part of it is I just like um, how apps look on them better, like aesthetically. I just, that I just like goes, it. I, I like think, that in with But again, the... I think it goes with like the not yeah. liking change. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. go back just because I don't, yeah, I couldn't. Nah. No, <laughs> of course not. Yeah, And I don't mm. think that iPhone users are better than Android users or vice versa. I don't believe nah. in that sort of rhetoric, but yeah, I. Use whatever just, works for you. Comfort. Comfort. Yeah, it's comforting. There was a, do you remember the time when I didn't have a phone at all? Very vaguely. Please talk about it, this. In 2000 and, oh gosh, maybe it was January of 2009 mm. through to May or June or something. I didn't have a phone at all. And then yeah. I got a phone, but I was still mm. on the island at that point. Mm. So I only got reception at one point. It was, it's on the eighth hole of the golf course. You'd have to go and stand on the edge of the cliff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. If you're like, oh yeah, meet me at the eighth hole, and you're gonna call me, call me from the eighth hole. <laughs> That's where I used to send all my texts to you from, from the eighth hole. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the messages, look at the beautiful Hi. sunset from the eighth Hi, hole. Hi, how are you? I'm at the hole. <laughs> Show hole. <laughs> if you if, if you ever write like a memoir about your time on the island. <laughs> It could be called. It could be called stories from the eighth hole, <laughs> <laughs> or like stories from the hole. <laughs> stories from the hole. And then your cousin will be like, "Oh, is it a romance novel? <laughs> are you trying to? Are you trying to jack my that. shit? <laughs> are you trying to? Are you trying to get on my business, cousin?" <laughs> the eighth hole <laughs> yeah the eighth hole the eighth we hole actually... of the you know how they have eight wonders of the world the eighth hole of the world <laughs> that was my nickname on the island the eighth hole Yay! club hole <laughs> we actually used to have wine and cheese at the eighth hole wow they would set up having having some wine and hole that sounds like a great night to me. Just Wine me, darn me, sixty nine me on the eighth hole. <laughs> my my like my pub that I go to, their like tagline is literally "Wine me, darn me, sixty nine me," because of course that's the kind of pub I go to. Of course, yeah, it's 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 a heavy metal pub, and that is their tagline, and I love it. <laughs> we loved going to Wine and Cheese on the eighth hole. It was once a week, and it was basically. Exactly what it sounds like. They'd set up a table with yeah. cheese, crackers, and wine. Yeah. On the eighth hole on the eighth of the golf course. Golf course at sunset, and it was gorgeous. You, I've got then some... you can Yeah, you can send people pictures of your wine and cheese and hole. Because <laughs> you'll have reception. 
I'm sending texts to all my friends back home. Hey, want to see my hole? <laughs> I can't imagine not having a phone, though. Yeah. Like, that concept to me now is terrifying. It's... It is terrifying. Now mm. I'm like, I take it with me everywhere. I can't yeah. go for a piss without taking my phone with no, me. Literally, same. I'll take same. it with me. But back then it was quite easy because I, mm. A, I was busy all the time. Yeah. B, it's you're in a bubble on the island. Exactly. It's like yeah. the outside you didn't, world You didn't really not have exist. to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. To communicate with people, we used to have mm. to go and buy internet cards at receptions. Yes. Yes. And they were cheaper if you went up to GE land, which is where mm. the um, cooks and maintenance and cleaners and stuff lived. Mm. And they had their mm-hmm. own little um, canteen type thing situation, mm. tuck shop thing. And you could buy the, it was like 50, it was like $20 for an hour or something. It was ridiculous. Wow. And then if you bought it from reception, it was more like 40 to $50 an hour. Jesus. So we'd go up to GE land and buy them and then use the internet yeah. cards in the reception, in the public area mm. to log on to the internet. Yeah. And that's how I communicated with my friends and family. That's how mm-hmm. I sent you mm-hmm. uh, Facebook messages and things like yeah. that. Yeah. My family absolutely fucking hated that I didn't have a phone because yeah. they couldn't contact me. But I didn't find it worthwhile to have a phone because I didn't get reception anywhere except for the whole <laughs> <laughs> you only so, need your phone at you only need your phone at the hole. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a twelve year old boy. I'm sorry. We know. It is funny. I am a tiny I am I am a I'm a teenage I'm a dirty little teenage boy and I You're always a have dumb been, bitch with internet. I'm a dumb bitch with internet at the hole. Only at the I hole a- though. I was a dumb bitch with internet if you went to reception and paid $50 for an internet card. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was a dumb bitch without internet except for once a week when I went and checked my emails. But it didn't bother Mm -hmm. me not having a phone because I couldn't use a phone even if I had one. Exactly, exactly. There was like no point in it. My first week of being at Lindemann Island Mm. was uh, Cyclone Hamish. Oh, yeah. I couldn't, my, my family couldn't get in contact with me. Oh my God. And there was a massive hurricane, cyclone, whatever, heading mm-hmm. directly for the island. It was like the highest category at that point. And we were Jesus. all bunkered down in the disco, in the disco room, mm. which is, we always, we all found really weird because that's the one room on the whole mm. island that was completely glass doors all the way around. <laughs> We were like, why are you putting us all in here? That's like a fucking, that's a death trap. We were told, stay in here. You cannot even go to the toilet because the toilets were outside. They were like, you can't go to the toilet because if you go out to the toilet and you get hit by a rock, it's like a bullet. Mm. We were like, oh, fuck. Oh, piss boy would have loved that. Everyone would just be pissing everywhere. (laughs) So yeah, that was my first week and I couldn't, mm. my family couldn't get in contact with me. They were all freaking out. Jesus, and then, yeah. See, I have problems I've mentioned before with object permanence and people yes. permanence as well. Yes. So no offense, but all of you back home, I was not thinking oh, yeah. about for most yeah, of no, the time. No. I just wasn't because I couldn't see you. It's like when you buy vegetables and then and you, you bring the vegetables the home. <laughs> you forget they're there because if you put them in the drawer, you never see them. And then you're like, oh, 
ah, fuck, that's right. I got vegetables. But I was like, ah, fuck, that's right. I got friends and family who care about me. (laughs) Yeah, that was a weird period of time for our friendship because we just did not talk very much. It It was very difficult. I would hop on and try and like update you and stuff. But because I couldn't message you every time something happened to me like I used mm. to it was very you'd weird you'd have to write me little essays <laughs> yeah little emails being I wonder if we still have them I probably could look for them maybe and see if I've probably. got oh I'll, I'll have a look next time see if we can yeah. find any mm-hmm. of the old uh emails but yeah yeah I didn't have a phone and mm. I didn't need one and I couldn't contact anyone and I didn't think about the outside world it's very much I've likened to it I've likened it to big brother before but that's very much what it's like Oh, definitely. You don't have a phone. You don't have your vices. You're doing activities planned for you by a fucking big man in the sky. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be, yeah, I think that would be the hardest thing for me about being on Big Brother is not being able to be on social media all the time. Mm-hmm. See, you say that, but you would mm. get used to it very quickly because I was very attached to social media before I went to Lindemann Island. Maybe the first... I don't know, man. I'd be writing out tweets in a notebook for my one hour of internet and just send them all at once. (laughs) I was like that the first few weeks. I was like, yes, I'm going to go to the mainland and get reception and, you know, go to the internet cafe and Mm -hmm. do this and that. And then by Mm -hmm. maybe like the third or fourth week, I was like, Mm -hmm. the outside world does not exist. Yep. That's it. It's like, it doesn't exist. The wine, the cheese and the hole. That's all I need, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's all you need. Wine, cheese, and hole. <laughs> Wine, cheese, and hole. Great. That sounds like a great night to me. <laughs> it was fun, though, because wine and cheese was at the uh, sunset, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. And we got the best photos at mm. sunset. Mm. Yeah, no. It I've got like some. I'll lovely. show you. Yeah, I would love to see that. But, yeah, like, I – and I, I, I've almost certainly spoken about this before, but I get, like, major phone anxiety. Um, I mm-hmm. have my phone with yeah. me all the time. Uh, one time, I don't know if I've told this particular story, but one time uh, I was at a pub, not the pub, a different pub. I was like, you know, this was a few years ago. Uh, I was living in this house. Um, I think I went to fucking Kelly's on King Street. Ugh. Um, and I um, I wasn't even like super duper drunk. I just like did not realize that I had dropped my phone right outside the pub. And I just, you know, went on my merry way home, walked home. Um, and the next morning, you know, I did my typical thing of, you know, I'm, you know, I wake up, the sun's coming through the windows, the birds are chirping, I'm feeling around for my phone, I'm feeling around for my phone, I'm feeling, where's my phone, where's my phone, what the fuck, 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 I'm freaking out, absolutely Mm -hmm. freaking out. Um, so I had to get on WhatsApp on my computer (laughs) to message my housemate at the time and be Mm. like, I can't find my fucking phone, I'm like, um... You know, we managed to go through the whole uh, find my iPhone thing, but I had to do that from a computer, which was like, it was really difficult to like get on there and do it, especially because I don't have a Mac. I have a shitty little Microsoft laptop. Um, which we love with all our heart. Please don't break. We, we love you, laptop. Please keep recording the podcast. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and um, but because like, like the last location ping was like just somewhere random um in Newtown like next to a road and I'm freaking out I'm like did I leave my phone in the fucking bushes like I literally went out and walked around and I was like trying to find it um but my housemate at the time uh called it 
and the some very lovely lady picked up and they're like hey this is my housemate's phone where is it and they're like yeah it's behind the bar at kelly's we found it <laughs> we brought it in thank fuck that they Aww. did thank absolute fuck yeah. that they did uh and yeah then my housemate told me so I'm like walking up to Kelly's. I'm basically in my pajamas. I had been sobbing all morning because I had such bad anxiety about losing my fucking phone. Mm-hmm. So I meet my housemate there and they're like, yeah, here's your phone. And they're like, you're a fucking dickhead. And I'm like, I, it, it, ah. so, and especially since that incident, I have become vigilant, absolutely vigilant. Phone comes with me everywhere. Um, uh, I've mentioned before at work, we're not allowed to have our phones out. We have to put them in a little uh, little bag that locks. Um, mm-hmm. If I go to the bathroom, I take my phone out of the little bag thing and I take it with me. And um, I feel like um, my manager has probably seen me do that at some point and has been like, you're not going to the bathroom. You're just going to use your phone. Mm-hmm. No, I might not even necessarily be using my phone. I just don't want to. You need it. I just don't want to leave it there. I need it. What if someone takes it from my desk? Like yeah. I need it with me all the fucking time. I have an I I have an Apple Watch and I mm-hmm. also just around the house I'll bring my phone with me from room to room. If I yeah. put it down yeah. and they turn around turn around and I don't have it in my hand, I will immediately go to my watch, flick it up and ding it so that I can find oh, it. Oh cool. And a lot yeah. of the time it's literally right next to me, but I don't have it in my hand yeah. and I'm like, I need to find it. I need to know where it is right mm-hmm. now. And I press it. And if I can hear the ding, I'm like, okay, it's nearby. It's okay. At least it's in it's the okay. house. It's in the house. I haven't lost it. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's terrifying. A lot of it's people like to be like, oh my God, millennials can't be without their phones. It's like, well, yeah, we all have anxiety. All our friends mm-hmm. are in there. We And also, yeah, well also, also for me, it's like, you know, like, I've got my banking app in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, all my money is in there. And I tend to um, I tend to have all my money in my account that I get paid into, and then I transfer money onto my card as I need it. Mm. So if I lost my phone and I still have my debit card with me, there's not a guarantee that there's going to be money on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to get my phone to access my money. I also don't know my passwords for a lot of my things, and I use Face yes. ID. Yeah. If I lose yeah, that, exactly. I can't. I can't connect with anything on my, on anything no. else. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, like I'm the, like, if I lose literally anything else, like let's say, you know, I go for a night out, I, I get on the piss. Um, you know, I, um, actually this happened to me the other day. I lost my AirPods and I was like, well, that sucks. You know, that's kind of shit. Uh, but you know, those can be replaced very easily. I can, go to the shop and buy another set. I, I ended up just getting a pair of wired headphones because like AirPods are fucking expensive. So I'm going to, I'm going to save up and get the nice ones. Uh, Cause mine were shit and old and didn't work half the time anyway. So it's like, well, you know what they, they would do for a replace. Um, you know, like if I lose my wallet, it's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, I just cancel my cards, which I can do from my phone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I uh, sign up for a replacement Medicare, which I can do from my phone. I, you know, I log on to the, the, the fucking service New South Wales website and I book in to go get a replacement photo card, which I do on my phone. I lose, I lose my keys. I know where I've hidden the spare, you know, I lose my jacket. Okay, cool. Buy a new jacket. Phone. My whole life's on there. Like everything's on there. I liken it to if there's a fire in your house in back, Mm. I was going to say in the olden days. Oh my God. 
back when we were kids, all of mm. our childhood photos were taken mm-hmm. on film cameras and kept mm-hmm. in boxes. And so if mm-hmm. there was a house fire, your parents mm-hmm. would grab those boxes, the documents, yeah. everything like that and take them because yeah. they're irreplaceable. Yeah. All my photos are on my phone. I have not backed up to the cloud. Like my cloud, I can't store it just full. Like yeah. my, my memories are not getting backed up anywhere. They are on my phone. Yeah. That's it. So if I lose my phone, it's gone forever. I lose my memories. I lose my documents. I lose so much. And I think that's what a lot of older people don't understand is that Mm. this is our box of photos and documents. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, my, my money's on there. My, my, you know, my photos are on there. Mm -hmm. All my logins to everything. Like, you know, like I, um, don't log on to shit very often on my computer um, yeah. uh, so like if I, you know, lose my phone, all my passwords are on there. So I have yeah. to, I have to reset, I have to reset my passwords for pretty much everything. You know, there's like an identity theft risk. And yeah, I understand that, you know, if I lost my wallet, my IDs in there, that's also an identity theft risk, but like not nearly as bad. Cause like, mm-hmm. cool. Someone's going to use my photo card and say they're me. Like you can't do much with that. What are you going to do? Go to the pub underage? Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Please don't underage drink. We are not. Uh, we are not condoning underage drinking. Go see bands. Though... That's what I meant. Like I used to yeah. never go drink. Just go and see bands. <laughs> yeah, just go and see bands. Um. Yeah. Like. Okay. Cool. What are they going to do with my photo card? I can get a new one. But like, you know, if people are able to like log into my emails, if they're mm-hmm. able to like log into my freaking like, you know, like the uh, fucking MyGov, you know, mm-hmm. they could get, they can get access to my Medicare. They can get access to my, my tax details. And what are you going to do? Go on your computer? Yeah. And remember yeah. your password? No. <laughs> I don't think so. No, no. Like it's just, yeah, it's just so much easier. And like, I'm sure, you know, there are people that are going to listen to this and be like, oh, well, you know, you should just be better at backing stuff up and yeah. you should, you know, you should have stuff on your computer. It's like, I try yeah. I try very hard, but like, you know, again, I have a fucking mental disorder that makes me bad at being organized. So yep. phone, phone easy, phone easy, because like mm-hmm. everything's in there. I don't need to remember a whole lot of things. Me, me trying to remember things. We, we all know what that's like. Me remembering things. Yeah. Not going to happen. This is our external brain. Exactly. Yes. That's a really good way of putting it. It's like, it's like having my brain in the palm of my hand, like all my shit's there. So yeah. Um, I (laughs) like my, my shit doesn't really get backed up to the cloud either. Um, after a million notifications of my iPhone being like, your phone hasn't been backed (laughs) up in three, three years, blah, 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 blah. You should log into the cloud i finally relented and bought some more cloud storage i did that too like finally it's actually not super expensive like it's not bad at all and i'm like why did i wait so long to do this (laughs) the shitty thing is when you skip from the first extra paid storage to the second Mm. it's a ten dollar a month jump it's yeah it goes from 4.99 to 14.99 14.99 a month. Yeah, and I, I got the 4.99 one. <laughs> yeah, I'm also yeah. on the 4.99 a month. I only got that one because I needed to give Mally my old phone, and I had yeah, I had 39,000 photos on that, and I needed to get yeah. them off. And, and so some I was of like, them I are up your bum. Some of them are, and if you're lucky enough to contribute to, <laughs> to those photos, then yeah, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> Great photos. Um, but you. yeah, but like, but you don't want your kids seeing that. You want to be able no. to get all your shit off your phone. Yeah. yeah, all of it off yeah. and then wipe it. My yeah. phone, not my bum. I wipe my bum. 
I should fucking hope Why so. Why did I say that? <laughs> Some things I say on this podcast, I'm like, they come out of my mouth and I'm like, why? Why? Oh my God. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I love that though. I love that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was begging for a phone when I was younger. Like, yeah. And, like, my mum was like, no, can't afford it, blah, blah. Like, she bought, like, my first mobile phone was, like, the shittiest little thing and it was very cheap. Um, so it's it's really nice that, like, you can do that now. You can um, mm. give Mally your old phone. Because, like, yeah, like, when I was their age, a mm-hmm. lot of my friends had phones and I didn't. Yeah. And, yeah, like, people make fun of you. <laughs> yeah, they do. And my mum got an iPhone before I did. Mm-hmm. My mum mm-hmm. had a first generation iPhone, the one Damn. with the curved, with the curved back. Wow. Yeah, and then they were trying to make them look like the old Max. <laughs> yeah, which I was so jealous. I wanted one of those, the transparent ones, the coloured, the transparent ones, ones with the colours. Oh, they were so they cool. Were, oh, yeah. just the, you know, the cool girls had those. I want one of those now, honestly. Me too. <laughs> it would probably work better than this laptop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gabby had an iPhone and then it was mm-hmm. years and years after and I finally got uh, a smartphone. It wasn't an iPhone, but mm. Gabby got a new one and she was like, do you want my old iPhone? And I was like, <laughs> no, that thing is like not cool. Like that is not. Yeah. At that point yeah. I had a smartphone and an iPod touch and the iPod touch yeah. was way better than the iPhone that she had. I think her iPhone didn't even have a fucking proper camera on it. Yeah. Fuck that. No. Nah, but I was like, nah. no, thank you. <laughs> and then I was um, ungrateful because the iPhone wasn't good enough for me. Oh, my God. So <laughs> just bringing it full circle around here. Boo on you for wanting a phone that uh, will do the things that you want your phone to do. Yeah. How am I supposed to take photos of my ass? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Wendy didn't get a smartphone until like a couple years ago. She really yeah, held out. You were, she I think really you mentioned fucking that. held out. Yeah, she really held out. Um. But yeah, I had yeah, I had a shitty little Nokia. I had and I went through a few shitty little Nokias and I had um do you remember the little square iPods with the click wheel? Yes, I loved those. I, I want I want one of those now. <laughs> they were great. You could play games on them and shit. They were great. The the little iPod, I had a green one, a little rectangle green one, tiny one with the screen. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. loaded episodes of The Chasers War and everything onto it. And I would go of to family. Of course you fucking did. I would go to family lunches and stuff and just sit in the corner watching episodes of Chasers War and everything with my earphones on. Fucking my of eyeball. course you did. Of course you did. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. Yeah. I Mine mine was just full of shit that I uh, got from LimeWire. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Mate, the amount of viruses my poor family's uh, computer and like, had. The, the quality of the songs varied wildly. <laughs> they would go, you would be listening to a really soft song. So you'd turn it mm-hmm. up and then mm-hmm. next thing you know, Linkin Park's Numb would come on and you'd be like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God. Yeah, no. But like, but like I, I, I've noticed that like, and I, ca- I like, I kind of like this. Some people are like, oh, Gen Z kids are weird. But I've noticed that, like, some of them are, like, bringing back iPods and, like, wired yeah. um, headphones and stuff. I think that's cool. I like it. Gen um, Z, I actually, I I'm, love. I'm actually really enjoying having wired headphones for my for my phone now because it's just, it's for one, it's harder to lose them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never had AirPods because I would lose them. I lose the wired ones enough as it is. 
I can, I've never I'm had surprised, AirPods. I'm surprised it took me like four years to lose this pair, honestly. <laughs> also, I don't think I'd go well with AirPods because I know you have to charge them and I have enough mm. trouble making sure everything else is in order in my life. I don't think oh, I'd yeah. be able to make sure my headphones It, it is nice to not have to charge my headphones, I will admit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's cool. Like, fuck yeah. I, I, I do like, I do like watching technology come back around. Yeah. It's fascinating. Like some people are like, Oh, it makes me feel old. I'm like, nah, I like it. I think it's cool. Like it's nice and nostalgic for me. It's like, you know, like we, when we were growing up, like, you know, um, you know, if you liked like vinyls, you were weird. Cause Oh, they're old. But then eventually like it came back around. Uh, like I, I have a big bot. I have a giant crate of vinyls downstairs. Yeah. And I love them. And like, I think they're really nice. And I just, I just like that. I don't know. Yeah, I got heaps of vinyls. I got my dad's old vinyls yeah. that I was obsessed with. I've got all of Wendy's old ones. I've got Wendy's massive crate of them, and there's a bunch of there's good shit in there. There's a bunch of Pink Floyd, a bunch of Black Sabbath. Like Wendy had great taste in music. Yeah, <laughs> I would be jealous because I know Wendy had some ELO albums that I really wanted when we were teenagers. She does, but she does. I'm not jealous anymore because I found them all secondhand. So it's fine. I've got them all now. So I'm not yeah. jealous of yeah. you or Wendy anymore. Now we're equal. <laughs> No, I remember we would hang out at my house and listen and just to put them. Yeah, yellow would, on, yeah. Yeah, and we would listen to my copy of, uh, of uh, well, at the time it was my mum's copy, we would listen to my copy of um, Abbey Road, which mm-hmm. was scratched to shit, but it was my favourite one. It was my favourite record out of the whole collection. And I would just lie on the floor and listen to it. I remember one of the first memes that you and I ever, like, Mm. made together I think was yeah the back of the ELO album the song confusion mm-hmm. and it was just so yeah. funny to us because confusion it's like just in yeah. capital <laughs> yeah. letters yeah. and yeah. so we would take we both had a photo of the back of that album and then yeah. anytime we would send a message to each other that didn't make someone sent something that didn't make sense we would just send <laughs> confusion the picture of the back of that song I love that. We should start doing that again. That's cute. Let's do it. <laughs> Bring it we back. Like, we were hand making memes when we yeah. were teenagers. Oh my God. Can I just tell you quickly? Yes. Today, Mally had a performance with um, Opera Queensland. And after incredible. the performance, mm-hmm. I went down to the rehearsal room. We went to pick yeah. them up. And Mally go. We, we were getting all of their stuff together. And Mally goes, oh, oh I got to show you something. Reaches into their bag. <laughs> Pulls out a little piece of paper with a photo of Chris Jenner on it, and yeah. she goes, "You just got Chris." And I was like, Fuck! <laughs> "I was like, I can't believe you just you. got a- that was an analog meme." They just that's Chris'd incredible. Me. IRL. You got Chris. I got Chris IRL by my own fucking child. I keep getting Chris. Um, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I I could not believe that because. Cause that's so good. They had like I fucking love your kids, man. I thought it was something serious because they're like, oh, oh, I've yeah. got to show you something. You just got Chris. <laughs> yeah. And then as we we're walking out, Mally to all their little friends was like, I just Chris my mom. <laughs> oh, this is so funny. My mom got Chris so bad. I was like, don't fucking oh my post God. my L's all over the place, please. <laughs> L plus ratio plus that's cringe. <laughs> <sighs> I I love that. That's brilliant. I feel like maybe this is a good time to ask you a very important question. I think so. Re, even though I didn't have a phone for six months and only communicated mm-hmm. with you from the eighth hole, <laughs> <laughs> yep. do you still like me? I do still like you. Uh, Jace? Yeah. 
Even though, even though I can't stop laughing whenever we say the word hole, do you still like me? Yes, I still like you. And your beautiful hole. (laughs) Bam, that's it. Right there. Cut that. (laughs) Oh my God. This has been another episode of Do You Still Like Me, a podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at DYSLMPod, and you can also contact us at DYSLMPod at gmail.com. You can find me, Ree, on Instagram and Twitter at Remansel, and you can find Jace on Instagram at Jace.Cordova and on Twitter at Jace Cordova. Thanks for listening. <laughs>